Hello, everybody. Welcome to It's Time for Affordable Housing. I'm your host, better known as the apartment lady, LaShondra Grace, founder of Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation. So the topic of this episode is evictions. It's all about evictions because that's what's happening right now. So let me pray to get started. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now with praise and thanksgiving, saying thank you for your grace mercy, love, understanding, wisdom, knowledge, in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, before I come before your throne, I ask you to forgive my sins and the sins of the souls that's under the sound of my voice, even until this very second. Father, you said, if I put my plans before you, you will establish them. Here are my plans. I plan to give accurate information. I plan to give information that will help people. I plan to give this information to hearts that are open to receive it. This is my prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so you guys, it's all about the evictions. Everybody know what's going on with the housing market, the rental market. Okay, if you're a renter, you should have been taking keeping tabs. Um, landlords are definitely keeping tabs. So a couple episodes ago, I explained to you about um this eviction moratorium. I told you that it only protected certain renters. Most of those renters were HUDs, subsidized renters, any subsidized program that HUD has. And then the on the upper end, the federal mortgages. And so if your landlord had a federal mortgage, you have been protected. I also explained to you that how could you find out if your landlord had a federal mortgage? So that, I just didn't understand that. But I also told you that uh, you could be evicted for anything else. So if you were protected by the federal um, eviction moratorium, then you are only protected based on rent. So these are this is to the people that was protected. You are only protected based on rent. You are not protected if your um, your your lease expired. You are not protected. The landlord could file for evictions. Um, if you violated your lease, you're not protected. So anything else you were not protected. And that's why evictions, um, were happening every day. The, the evictions never stop. I just want you guys to know that the evictions never stop. And this is in every single state. So what's going on right now? Mm. Okay. Because the leases, it's been a year and because the eviction moratorium, um, has been in place for a year, um, now the leases are up. So this is what's happening now. The landlords are going after the evictions because the leases are up. The leases are up. So they're not even going after evictions because of back rent. They're going a different route. And now it's been a year. So there are a lot of leases um, that expired. And these evictions are going full-fledged. Okay. Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation, as you know, we do second chance rental, eviction prevention. And our applications are going through the roof because people are getting evicted yeah, people are getting evicted. The sheriffs are um, moving forward because the the leases have expired. 
So I'm going to go right to this article um, from Reuters. And this article was uh, published about a day ago. So the article was published uh, April 23rd, 2021 at 3.16. And the title, Special Report, Giant U.S. Landlords Pursue Evictions Despite the CDC Eviction Ban. Right, so this story tells about um, a 63-year-old uh, driver uh, that kept um, that she she was still employed, but her her income went down sometimes as low as sixty-three dollars because she was employed. She's employed right now with uh, the Greyhound bus station, and you know, during these stay-at-home orders, although they're lifting during these stay-at-home orders, people weren't traveling. So she didn't have any routes. So I'll just read um, a couple paragraphs. So last year, as the COVID-19 pandemic brought the nation's travel economy to a standstill, just like I mentioned, Robinson's hours were cut. Her pay dwindled to as little as $65 for one two-week period, and she fell down in her rent. By January, she owed $4,920.38. So she emailed invitation, invitation Homes, because that's the um, company she was renting from, Invitation Homes. She emailed them uh, to ask if they would accept funds from the county program that gives, lords, uh, that gives landlords $4,000 in back rent. And her email um, response, reviewed by Reuters, Invitation Homes told Robinson the the company was not participating in the program due to, let's see, due to landlord restrictions without explaining what that meant. The company sent uh, Robinson an email with links to information about other government and nonprofit relief programs as well as a payday lender, um, some food banks, the Coalition for Homeless, and ways uh, to make money by selling hair, plasma, and donor eggs. Wait a minute, you guys, you guys hear this, right? So this is Invitation Homes. So they sent her an email as a response to her asking um, if they would take, accept, four thousand dollars from a state from a a county fund okay so the her back rent was four thousand nine hundred dollars she was eligible to get four thousand dollars and they wouldn't take that four thousand dollars but they told her they would take the four thousand dollars then they also told her they also sent her an email about other government and non-profit release Pro relief programs, as well as payday lenders, food banks, the coalition for the homeless, and ways to make money like selling hair, plasma, and donor eggs. Donor eggs. Are you serious? They told her to sell hair. They told her to sell to sell blood, to plasma. They told her to donate eggs. Okay, so that right there was a violation in itself. However, on January eighth. The company sent Robinson a note asking for rent and additional fees, signing off with, we're in this together, your invitation, your invitation homes team. On January 13, Invitation Homes sued 
to evict Robinson. Two days later, Robinson filed a handwritten declaration with the Orange County Civil Court attesting that she qualified for relief under the U.S. Center for the Disease Control and Prevention's National Moratorium on Evictions. Here's the deal. She filled out the declaration. That September 4th order reinforced uh, by similar states and local measure is meant to protect people who lost income in the pandemic um, from losing their home. So here's this. Okay, she was, I mean, she is a Greyhound bus driver and you know that people were not traveling. So her income went down and now she still is a Greyhound bus driver. And then she qualified for a $4,000 a $4, fund, and she was only back. She was only in the rears of $4,900, but they wouldn't accept that. On top of that, okay, they told her to sell blood, sell hair, sell her eggs, okay, her reproductive eggs. Yeah, yeah, they told her to do that. Um, she filed for, um, she filed with the county, Orange County, um, civil court and she told them she had that declaration that the center for disease control put into place on september 4th in february an orange an orange county judge approved robinson's eviction on march 9th two sheriff deputies showed up to robinson's home okay and changed the lock so invitation homes that declined to comment on the case of a spokeswoman told Reuters, the company, a spokeswoman told Reuters, the company, the company preserves our legal right. Once it has exhausted all other options to challenge tenants, CDC declaration. Okay. So you guys, Oh, all right. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So this story that I just read, to you guys um this lady was evicted for uh non-payment of rent this she was evicted for non-payment of rent and invitation homes decided to not take the four thousand dollars um rent payment and they also told her to sell blood to sell her reproductive eggs to sell hair okay i mean just really disrespected her Whew, all the way around. But however, so I started, you know, um, this broadcast telling you that because the leases are being, um, the leases are over that the landlords are starting to evict. They're starting to evict. I mean, the evictions are going like crazy. And so here's a situation where this wasn't even, uh, this was an eviction that happened due to non-payment of rent and the evict and invitation homes was the management company. They denied all back rent payments from one particular organization. And it was a government organization that would pay $4,000 in back rent on this tenant's behalf and they didn't accept it. And not only did they not accept it, they told her to sell blood. They told her to sell hair and they told her to sell her reproductive eggs.
So it's that time. I want to take a little break, but I'll be right back. I won't be no more than about two, three minutes. Thank you. I am back. So let's keep this party moving and dive right into this information. So, you know Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation has an eviction prevention program. Um, Our eviction prevention program has been expanded and enhanced uh, through several partnerships with agencies from every state in the United States. I mean, we're, we're national. And we're partnering with these organizations. We have these uh, tenants rights advocates and we're partnering with housing organizations. We're partnering with for-profit organizations, okay? We're partnering with um, tech schools. We're doing everything we can to try and keep the tenant in their homes. So our applications, I mean, we're getting applications like crazy from, like I said, every single state. But let me tell you guys something. I knew that people were going to wait until the last minute. Well, the last minute is here. So for those of you who are waiting until until June 30th, because, you know, that's when the eviction moratorium ends, you have to understand, you still owe the rent. The eviction moratorium didn't say that you didn't have to pay rent. You still owe rent. And now if your lease has expired, they're moving forward with the evictions because they can evict for anything else but non-payment of rent. Not only that, all of you aren't protected under the eviction moratorium. So I'm going to go ahead on and finish. Um, I'm going to read another. I'm going to finish this story because it's telling you what's going on. So let's go. As the coronavirus pandemic moves until the second un, un, into sorry the second year, Robinson's case and many others like it reveals that the landlords have persisted in pursuing evictions across the United States despite the government's measures meant to keep tenants in their homes. <clears throat> Comprehensive nationwide figures aren't available yet. However, but according to the the Princeton University Eviction Lab, 318,000 households have faced eviction proceedings during the pandemic, during a uh, pandemic in 27 cities, okay? 27 cities. And these cities included Phoenix, Milwaukee, Dallas. So that's 319,000 households who were in eviction court, okay? You guys follow me, right? By May, an estimated 7 million renters across the country will owe $40 billion in back rent, utilities, and fees. Moody's analytics, um, this is from Moody's. This is their analytics estimates, right? So they're saying, Moody is saying by May, 7 million renters across the United, across the country will owe $40 billion in back rent. Before the pandemic, about 900,000 households were evicted every year. And I used to tell you guys this because, yeah, uh, that eviction lab from uh, Princeton University, oh, my gosh, they give 
accurate information and they've been doing a good job and they've been tracking the evictions. Here's the cool part about it. Although the United States had a hard time tracking how many renters and how much is really old. Um, but Moody, not Moody, Princeton University, they were tracking the evictions. Okay. They were tracking the evictions. So let me move forward. Right. Most renters live in apartments or houses owned by small scale mom and pop landlords who often rely heavily on the rental income. But based on the reviews of hundreds of courts filings across the country, as well as interviews with tenants, their lawyers and ha uh, housing advocates, it's a big, deep pocket corporation. All right. That is evicting people. So the big landlords are the ones that's going forward with the evictions because their lawyers know how to get around. They, they Their lawyers know the law. I mean, they go to school to know the law. And so they know how to get around. They know how to find the pockets, but like that, they know how to find the holes. They know how to find the ways to get into the system or to get around the system. And they have been doing it. They have been evicting people all throughout this pandemic. Okay. Whoo we, this is something else. Okay. So these are deep pocket, uh, corporate landlords with property portfolios spending, across multiple states that have been the most aggressive in filing eviction cases, even as they have thrived in this pandemic. Oh my gosh. Since the pandemic began, large uh, corporate landlords has filed nearly 70,000 eviction cases and just 27 counties in seven states analyzed by the private equity stakeholder project, a Chicago based nonprofit that studies the impact of private private equity investments on the public. Yeah, you guys, the data just scratches the surface because that's, that's just a piece of the, that's just a piece of data. That's not even 10% of the data they're talking about 27 counties and seven states this is where this information is coming from so let's say if 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 they if they they can even i can even say that these numbers 10 times is worse oh gosh okay um Many of the big landlords, especially those focused on single family homes, have benefited as higher income families have fled to the suburbs for perceived safety and more space during the pandemic. Invitation Home had its best year in 2020, with profits climbing to a record $200 million as occupancy rates neared 100%. So here's a company, here's a company here, Invitation Homes, who evicted the Greyhound bus driver for $5,000 and wouldn't take the $4,000. They're saying they had their best year and they brought in $200 million in rental income in 2020. And they still, but they still evicted this lady. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, so it goes on to say, oh my gosh, yeah. By, okay, so it goes on to say, Invitation Homes ranked fifth amongst companies seeking evictions in the seven states examined by the the Private Equity Stakeholder Project with 710 cases since the CDC moratorium took effect on uh, September 4th. Ahead of it were... S two Capital, a Dallas, um, a Dallas, uh, Texas investment firm with one thousand one hundred and sixty eviction suits. This was now. This has been from September fourth. All right, Ventron Management with one thousand one hundred thirty four eviction cases since September. This is in Georgia and Florida. And which received 2.6 million under the, and they received, okay, so this company right here, Ventron Management, received 2.6 million under the Federal Paycheck Protection Program, right? But they filed 1,134 cases against the tenants in Georgia and Florida. Hmm. Who, there, another um, firm. Um, that ranked high on the list. It was a, it's a private, it's a private equity firm. So you're, you're, you're hearing me say private equity firm, private equity firm, private equity firm, because these are the big management companies, private equity firm. So as a private equity firm here, this is, I don't want to lose where I am. Um, this firm is called Pretium Partners which operates uh progressive residential and front yard residential they had 1074 eviction suits and west western wealth capital with 1018 eviction suits so this was just since september 4th invitation homes progressive residential and ventron management said that their evictions are a less resort and that the private equity stakeholders projects are misleading. So, the, oh yeah, really? Well, there are evictions. They're saying that their evictions are a less resort. However, this lady shared <laughs> all of the emails that they sent her. She shared the fact that she was able to get $4,000. She only owed $4,900. She was able to get $4,000 in rental assistance and they turned that down and told her to sell hair, blood or whatever. Right. And now they're saying that this was a last resort. Okay. So many eviction cases are pending. Some tenants may um, receive a life, a lifeline from the $50 billion and rent relief um, approved by Congress. That A has been slow to trickle out. So I told you guys that $50,000 was split up between all the states and the states, they got about $800 million. Not the, yeah. And so $50 billion, it was split up between all the states and the states received about $800 million of that money, but they're taking their time. Each state is whew, trickling this money down at their own pace. Mm. In many jurisdictions, 
even when the case is settled or dismissed, it remains on the tenant's record. So I, we didn't even talk about that, right? We didn't even talk about that. So what happens when a person gets an eviction on their name? So once, if a person gets an eviction on their name and you guys know, if you have been following me or if you're a member of Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation, if you get an eviction on your name, you're considered a high renter because how do you, how do you apply for an apartment? When you apply for an apartment, you have to fill out an application and then that property management or landlord will run an eviction check on you, a credit check on you and the background check on you. In some states, they're trying to prevent that background check. However, this is, you know, the normal process. And so If they find out you had an eviction, they're not going to rent to you. So our studies and the Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation, we're putting out our report um, ASAP. Our study shows that people that has been uh, has um, an eviction on their name are usually homeless for two to five years. It takes them two to five years to recover from that eviction because they're fe they're filling out these um, application paying up to upwards of $75 to fill out an application. They're getting denied because of that eviction. Landlords go as far and management companies go as far as tell you, look, we don't accept evictions, no evictions, no evictions, no evictions. So who's going to be renting when everyone doesn't accept evictions and we have about 10 million people that's going to be evicted. So this young lady, um, we're going to reach out to her apartment housing rentals foundation is definitely going to reach out to her and help her in our second chance rental program. But, but you guys, whew, there's not, there's a way for you not to be evicted. And let me tell you this way. Get into the eviction prevention program, okay? You need to get into the eviction prevention program. You know the website, www.theapartmentlady.org, 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 www.theapartmentlady.org. You got to get into the eviction prevention program because... um. You don't have to be in that situation. You don't have to be in that situation. Get into the eviction prevention program with Apartment and Housing Rentals Foundation so that we can start working with your landlord as soon as possible. Okay, this is my show for today. I'm going to leave you with this. Don't be foolish, okay? You, this is the last minute so for those people who waited until the last minute to get some help. This is the last minute right here. You need to save your family because right now we're getting cases where the people have already been evicted out. And so now they're in hotels. So now we're trying to put people into second chance rentals that has always already been evicted. And the whole goal of the second chance uh, of the eviction prevention program is to prevent you from being evicted because now these people have evictions on their names. 
fresh evictions on their name, recent evictions on their name. Guys, don't, don't put your family in that situation. Don't put your family in that situation. If you're you're getting money, these $20,000 PPP loans, you need to be trying to pay your rent. And I told you uh, two shows ago that a family received a $5,000 grant and they owed, they still owed the landlord. So they owed the landlord about $7,000. They received a $5,000 grant and the landlord took the grant, but the landlord still evicted them because they still owed them $2,000. Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation Eviction Prevention Program will prevent that from happening. So if you, you say to yourself, okay, um, I owe $10,000, I'm going to pay half of that. You still owe $5,000 and you still can be evicted. Get into Apartment Housing Rentals Foundation Eviction Prevention Program. Now, this is my show for today. Thank you for listening to It's Time for Affordable Housing. I am your host, LaShondra Graves better known as the Apartment Lady, founder of Apartment and Housing Rentals Foundation. The link to our website will be in the description.